When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins joining us, talking a little Big Ten hoops. And Evan, it is uh, the thing about the Big Ten, I, I keep telling people, and I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Anybody can win on any given night. Ohio State goes into Lincoln, Nebraska, and they lose by three. Ohio State looks like they're a better team. You just don't know. You don't know. every. I mean, even the Purdue-Michigan State game, Purdue's the number three team in the nation, comes down to the final shot at the Breslin Center. Now, Zach Eady hits it. We'll, we'll get into Zach Eady in a minute, but every night, there's no gimmies. There is no – I think Tom Izzo put it best. The bottom of the Big Ten got better, and the top of the Big Ten didn't. So now everybody's sandwiched right there. And I I would guess maybe Minnesota is the one team that's kind of struggling. But Northwestern already has big wins. You name the team. Iowa looked like they were left for roadkill. They snapped back. Now they're starting to win. So any given night, anybody can win in the Big Ten. Purdue probably is is still the class. Yeah, I would say they are. I mean – just because of Edie. But if you're it's, not going to call, I, how does Zach Edie have 27 fouls? Like, the, You know why I think it is? I was really thinking about this the other night because I saw how Michigan State's last two games, their big men had no fouls. For that game in particular, nobody took it to him. Nobody went for him. Nobody took right. it to the lane. They were all scared of him. So if you don't go at the guy, That's you're not going to commit. But, but when the, the foul that took place on Maddie Sissoko... Well, that was a hook and hold, and that's obvious, and they should have been able to go look at it, which I don't and know they, why they did and, it. And it was like the referees were afraid of Zach Eady. Nope, we're not going to look at it. Like, yeah, that's and, and it's what, an, what did Maddie do? Did he hurt the ground? Like, no. who did he foul? And it's an incidental thing when your arm. Most of the time, I'm going to say most of the time, a hook and hold is an incidental thing when you're boxing out, your arms get tangled, and you don't let go, right? But that's one where the refs. It's not like where you can review after two minutes, right? Anything. A hook and hold is something that can re- be reviewed at any moment of the game. Right. And they just opted not to, not to look at it. Or, as the the announcer said, well, they must have missed it. Well, this is where, like, just in the NFL over last week, they had the quick replays, right, and went to it. Right. College basketball should have something like that. Like, hey, you need to look at this. And, and here's the thing. there was It wasn't like he was, like, in the middle of a scrum. It was just those two in the center, in the middle of the lane. Nobody else was there. Everybody saw it. Even Matt Painter had to be looking like, oh, boy, oh, boy, don't get tossed out. But it's like, foul, and everybody started cheering, I'm Maddie Sissoko. What the hell just happened here? Well, and it's almost like the opposite of Shaq, right? When Shaq got to the NBA, it was like, how the hell do you call fouls on this guy? What is a foul? How do you defend him? What's a charge? With Edie, it's like they just stay out of his way, and they don't they don't bother with it, which is – Kind of weird, but it brings you back to, like, the college X's and O's. How the hell do you defend that guy? There's how many seven-footers in the Big Ten? I can think of two offhand, Hunter and him. 
right? Uh, After that, a bunch of 6'10 guys, or if they have a seven-footer, they're on far down on the bench and they can't get out there. So what, what do you do? Do you double? But it's hard to double against Purdue because they have three shooters out on the floor with him. Right. It's pick your poison. And and I know some people don't like Zach Eadie's game, but the dude's legit, man. He's oh, hard yeah. I to mean, stop. He's, he's probably going to be your player of the year in college basketball. Absolutely. I mean, he's and averaging a double. He's a walking double-double. He walks in that gym just right 10 and 10 next to it. Right. I mean, Michigan State's strategy was let Eadie score, stop everybody else. It almost worked. It did. I mean, if I mean, somebody Tyson can make free throws. I mean, I mean AJ Hogard. You know what? Actually, the play that hurt them, and it was one of those because he took it so over the top. I don't even know if you remember. Purdue shoots, they miss. Maddie Sissoko gets the rebound, but he's so jacked up. He like grabs it and slams it in his hands and loses it. Oh, there was like three of them that lost the ball out of bounds. Yeah. And no, no, he didn't lose it. It goes right back to Edie. Oh, on those Edie, offensive boards. And yeah. Edie ends up scoring. They and had I quite think a they ended up with an and one where it should have been, because I think it was a four possession or five point deficit. State had a chance to go up seven, and instead they cut it to one. Yeah. All because I get it. He got it. He was enthusiastic. He slams it, you know, like gets the ball. Yeah! Oh, oh, and it bounces right out of his hands. Like, dude, just gather it up. Act like you've been there before. He's very excited at all times. But what I like out of Michigan State and that game, in the last, I would say, three years, when they were down 30-21 to 21 early in the first half, they would have folded. They would have gone away. They wouldn't have fought back. But this team has three dudes on the floor with Hauser, Hogard and Walker, who can all take it and score on their own and create their own shots, which in past years they have not been able to do at no. all. Hogard would be out of control, getting to the rim, whatever. Now he's in control, and he developed a jumper out of thin air over the summer. He developed a mid-range jumper. Yeah. Um, funny. Some work, it's, no, it's funny because he's from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, where Rip Hamilton is. and The he's, king of the mid-range? He's got the right. And Rip was the king of the mid-range, and... You know, when he shoots the three, like, he made one, and it was like, A.J., don't press your luck. He shot another one, and that was it. Like, you made one, be happy. But he's got that free throw line extended jumper all day. Yeah. Now, Tyson Walker, Tyson, the world is his. If Tyson played like that every game, he would be up for an All-American type status. Because oh, yeah. when he's playing like that, Zach Eady's guarding you, and you're nailing threes in Zach Eady's face. Think about that. 87-4 with a wingspan of, like, 300 feet. <laughs> and Walker still took a step back, shot it over him multiple times, and made it. But you can't get that motivation out of Tyson Walker, and that's the frustrating thing. Is like they're going to play Purdue, I mean, Rutgers tonight, and you know, he may go out there and get nine points. It's like, Tyson, every game somebody can't hype you up and tell you you're pretty and you're special and mm-hmm. go out there and get it done. It's like... You got to be able to do this. Like, Hogard, man. He's ready. He's ready to go. He just sometimes you got to, okay, AJ, you're doing too much. Yep. Calm See it these down. other four guys? Let them work. But, I mean, even Hauser. I mean, listen, he's been an enigma for Michigan State fans, right? And the last, I would say all season, he's had confidence. Yeah. And, like, he misses a few shots. He's still not afraid to go jack it up again. And, He'll take it to the rack, which is very impressive, and keep fight. I mean, we have to remember the kid's six foot eight. Yeah. He's not a little forward no. guard, whatever you might want to call him. 
but he could bang down there a little bit. And, and I'm impressed with this team just based on having players that can score on their own when Tom's plays aren't working. Now the key is, um, I mean, you had, you had Michigan State had the Illinois game and they lost it. Mm-hmm. You could have stole one with Purdue and you lost it. Like you, you're gonna have to make those games up because, I, I mean, you, you gotta say you don't. You want to be higher than ten and ten in the Big Ten and. You're gonna have to go on the road, and you're gonna have to win. Like I don't expect them to beat win at Mackey, but like the game against Rutgers becomes a must win if you want to keep pace. Because I still say Purdue will probably win the Big Ten with five losses. It's just going to happen. It will just off nights, whatever it might be. But everybody's you, gunning for him too. They're the know, guy with the target on the back. You you want to you want to stay competitive, and you want to stay in you know in the top 69, 68, so you could be a tournament team. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think when I last looked, I think Lenardi had him at a seven seed. So, yeah, the Big Ten every night, there are no gimmies. There are no, well, you know, this is kind of cool and we can do this. No, for the Big Ten, you got to be able to go out there and you have to be able to, to play. And they got a big game against Rutgers. Rutgers always, I used to say, was Michigan State, the generic Michigan State, because they play defense and they rebound like yeah. nobody's business. Peichel has that team on a whole other level. They just got their first five-star player coming in 2024 class, so not this next year, but the season after that. Um, but, yeah, they, they're they're long, and they I, I think the shortest player on the court is 6'4". Yeah, they're a big team. They're all, like, somewhere between 6'7 and 6'9, and they're going to just – it's going to be an ugly type game. Scoring's going to be low. Every basket's going to count. Rebounding. There won't be any free flow of going up and down. And, you know, if, if you could hit the three, great. But like I said, right now, it's weird. And the funny thing is, as bad as they play, Evan, if I said, right now there's two teams ranked. It's Purdue and it's Rutgers. Most people wouldn't get that. And Rutgers like 23. So, right. I mean, Rutgers they just get scooted that. in. Now, here's the Do you know? who is technically third in the Big Ten. Standings? As of right now. <sighs> Probably Michigan. Yeah. Because they are, what, four and two? Michigan's four and two, but they're ten and seven overall. I know. And, well, they also play this evening, too. They're, they're at Maryland. Who, who they is, dismantled at home. But Maryland is, I mean, there's two Marylands. There's home Maryland and there's road Maryland. Now, Michigan gets to play home Maryland, and Michigan is just the same. There's home Michigan, mm-hmm. and then there's road Michigan. So this, to me, screams Maryland wins this game. Do you have the spread in front of you by chance? I think I saw it was like four or five, and maybe maybe Michigan was favored. But you're right. It's so crazy because I keep saying. No, Maryland's favorite, two and a half. Okay, that Michigan's biggest problem sometimes, and I know I'm going to get criticized for this, is Hunter Dickinson. And why I say that is. Not Jet with two Ts. No, it's it's teams have figured out how to defend Michigan. Collapse on Hunter. Let the other kids beat you. And see, I often, I don't even know if it's that. I just, when I watch Michigan play, they they don't seem like a team. It seems like it's a five individuals who are all out there. It's like street ball, where now uh, was Doug McDaniel, the point guard, you know, he's had a couple of games where he scored in double figures. 
And now he thinks he's, you know, he he's just out there. He's Allen Iverson. Yeah. It's like, I mean, because when I, when I saw it was the end of um, the Iowa game, and Jets got a career high. He never touched the ball. Yeah, that's wild to me. Hunter never touched the ball. Those are two McDaniel, guys that like, should be inside out right like, there. Doug hit a couple threes, and it's kind of like A.J. Hogarth. Okay, son, don't press your luck. He gets it, and he drops to the basket. And I'm like, okay, that couldn't have been a play Juwan drew up. Yeah, the runner is not a play that you want as your final If it play. is the runner, I, I need Jet taking that runner. You need certain people, yes. If Tyson Walker take or Hogarth takes a runner, you live with it. Michigan doesn't seem like a team. Like when they win, they win despite the fact that they there's not a lot of ball movement. And Hunter looks like a fish out of water. Like his he has to constantly in, in the huddles tell his teammates, "Hi, I'm Hunter, and I'm going to be the guy in the middle. Just go ahead and throw me the ball, and I and I can score." Because but he's too passive. He doesn't demand it, and they're not going to give it to you. No, it's all it's all pick and rolls still, which I understand that's today's basketball. Put his ass on the block and let him post. Because it goes back to what we talked about just a few minutes ago. How many seven-footers are there in the Big Ten? I think it's two. Yeah. Use your side. There's a reason why you're still in college, right? Because you can dominate down low. So get your – there's some games where he's taking seven shots. And I'm like, that's unacceptable. If I'm the coach, I'm but, like, there's no way he's but, only giving seven but shots. But when you don't demand, you don't get. And that's the, his problem is – the offense should run through him. He should touch the ball, even if he kicks it back Every out. Every possession, right? But touch the ball. Okay, if I'm not double teamed, I'm going to go ahead and take this guy and score. If I'm double teamed, I kicked it out to the open man. And either Make you them shoot, scramble. Right. But it's he almost gets taken out of the game by whether it's himself or his teammates. They just don't. Michigan seems, I mean, it's just weird because, like I said, they're third, but they're 10 and 7. And I can understand why they're 10 and 7. They're so close. They got so many close losses close loss to Kentucky, close loss to Carolina, close loss to Virginia. In games close that they loss had to Michigan leads State. Too, right. Like, it's like, guys, but they don't know how to finish and they don't play together as a team, in my opinion. So, make some foolish fouls. I think, um, like, Jet Howard, he's an NBA dude. Right. I mean, you look at him and you see, okay, that guy can play in the league based on his shot, just based on what he does. But to be, it's kind of like what I said about Max Christie in a very structured system. You sometimes don't get to do what you want to do as a basketball player. What made you that four or five star recruit. But when you can free flow, like against Iowa, kid was just going. Those right. weren't plays. He was just making his own shot. Right, Cause Iowa doesn't play defense and, and everybody knows that. Oh, absolutely. It's they're going to first one to 85 wins because they want to get that ball and go right back. Yep. Right. They're rather, they're more concentrated on getting either the miss or the make to push than they are actually right. getting down and defending. And so I, I just think jet is like, if he was an Izzo guy, like the kid would be flustered as all hell. Right. But he's one hell of a player. And it's just, how do you get set plays for him where he doesn't have to create his own shot? And isn't that the key to a coach is making things easier for your dudes on the floor? So I wonder about that. But see, it's hard to do when you got a one and done type of situation because am I going to take the time to break you down and teach you how to do this? Or do you just accept that this is the kid and I'm only going to have him for 30 games and then he's off to the league? And I, it's just, it's such a, 
it's it's weird to me too with Michigan, like just their bench rotation. Why like Jace Howard doesn't get to play more, which is kind of confusing to me because I feel like they need defense late in games, and that kid at least hustles his ass off, right? He might not. They be also a, need points late in games, and that's where he struggles is on McDan- the offense. Like you said, and and with McDaniel, I mean, he was a liability for a while. Now he said he's starting to score. But as I say, there's a reason why he's open because teams are saying, if I got to pick my poison. I mean, we kind of knew that about going into the season, though, with Michigan and their point guard because Jawan is supplementing his point guard by the transfer portal every year. He's been there. Deontay Jones or um, Lou Ellen, who was there this year that blew his knee out. The kid, I don't know why I can't think of the other kid, number 12 with Mike Smith. Yeah. Um, But those are all supplemented kids. So Doug McDaniels is a kid that should be playing 12 minutes a game or something as a true freshman. Very fast, but he's still very, very raw, and he's small. Yeah. Right? So he's kind of like tum-tum but can shoot a little bit better. But teams, you got to prove it night in and night out for them to really come up on you. But that also gives the teams a chance to collapse on Hunter because we're like, hey, we can leave him, let him be us. He's not going to. though. No, no, he's not. But, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting night. Michigan on the road at uh, Maryland. Maryland's favored. Or no, no seven. states at six thirty. They're at seven. Yeah. No, both are seven now. I are thought. they? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, no, you're of correct. It. Michigan State's at six thirty. Look at you. Yeah. So you get that. It. I actually like it as a fan to watch both games. I'll hate watch Michigan, but I will love watch Michigan State. But I want to see both, right? So when they stagger it, it's so much better. Yeah. Because yeah. at halftime of state, you can go over to Michigan, watch that, and come back, and vice versa. It's great. It's going to be a great viewing night, though. Without football, this is what we got now. College yeah. Hoops is going to take over my TV. No, and if you like competitive basketball, and it really depends. Styles making the fight. And the Big Ten is going to be interesting games. It's a basketball lover's dream because it's not the casual basketball no, fan. No, but you, of but the Big like Ten the teams. And, O's and defense and hard-nosed stuff where you might see some blood, or there are going to be games that are played in the 50s most of the time. Twelve teams of the fourteen can beat each other on any given night. Yeah, I would say Minnesota is the bottom. Purdue is at the top. Yeah, Minnesota can sometimes trap you in their weird arena that they have if they get good but enough the, crowd. But the other twelve teams on any given night, yeah, any team, like Penn State can is win. Pest and a half. Right. They now, shoot the rock really well. Now the beauty of it is Michigan State won that game on the road, and now they have to pay fate face Penn State again. I know. So that's crossed off. So it really boils down to who has to play who twice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is this is going to be a key night in the Big Ten, especially locally for Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan is 4-2. and two, Michigan State's 4-3. and three. Three. Yep. I look for – I don't know what to expect out of the Maryland game. I expect – and the Michigan State and Rutgers – Evan, I would probably say first team to 60 will win because it's going to be a low-scoring, grind it out. Heck, even Vegas over-under? 62. Where, okay, Michigan-Maryland, 142 and and a half. Oh, so they probably got like 124? 126 and a half. Okay. It's going to be a grind it out, slugfest, every possession count. I might take the under there. Unless it goes to overtime. But can, can we preview one thing, only because I'm not here next week. Next week is the matchup I'm waiting to see, and that is Hunter versus Edie, Michigan versus Purdue on January 26th. Mm-hmm. 
I can't. Oh, by the way, Purdue plays Minnesota tonight. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait to watch that battle of bigs because that's old school basketball to me, right? If you have a big, you feed that guy, you go. And I think we're going to get to see a battle. See, I, and there I, will be fouls called in that game. I can guarantee you. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it's going to be called on Edie. It'll be called on Hunter. Edie has twenty-seven. He's not getting fouls called on him. I, I, I mean, he's been to Breslin Center twice. No fouls. Last two games. Zero. <laughs> it's it's um, amazing, but I, I'm so interested to see. Now, where's that game? I think it's at Purdue, right? Oh, it's at Mackey? Yeah. Oh, I believe so, right? Let me see. If, it, if it's at Mackey, is a house of horrors. It's crazy. I've been there. Loud. It's, it's, I feel like the fans are on top of you. It's asymmetric. So if, if you're an OCD type of person, it bothers you right off the rip. Oh, yeah. Because it's not, there's no symmetry in the building. Well, it's like even like this. I need this to be a straight. Like, right. No, no, I'm weird. No, no. And, and that's what I'm saying. If you go there, it's it, 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 it messes with you. And then it's weird because there's like a dead corner mm-hmm. where it's like. It's like a tunnel. It's the cor- no, it's the corner. And then the, sta- the, the students. There's no really space in between. Them. Yes. Uh, no, it's at Michigan. Okay. It's at Michigan. Oh. So 9 o'clock game at Michigan next Thursday night. It's prime time. It's wow. Great. And then Michigan uh, on Sunday has Michigan State. So it, it's a tough little stretch that they have. That's a tough three game stretch for them. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's to preview that game. I, I'm, I still think that Purdue would win. Now, Michigan at home is better with their threes. They're, they get in those streaks where they're just knocking down everything. Oh, but yeah. Purdue. They can hit big shots as well. I, I'd probably think that it, it's still going to end up being Purdue winning. I'm thinking Purdue probably wins by like five or five points or less. I mean, it's the same as Virginia, you know, came in there. Like Michigan Michigan gets a lead, but then Michigan's problem is they can't close games out. No, and that's do. how they lost to Central Michigan. That's how they almost lost to – That's how uh, they lost to Iowa. Uh, I saw they uh, was it was it uh, Ohio they almost lost. To? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to overtime with them. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it was like they or they, even Eastern Michigan earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, they, 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 it's it's hard for them to close a game out because I don't think they have that guy. No, they don't. That the ball's going to be in his hands, and that's it. It should be in Jets, in my opinion, but he's a very streaky guy too, and I think he he lives and dies by the three a little much. I'd like to see him take it more to the rack. But, I mean, that's what the game is nowadays, so I'm just an old guy yelling at clouds right now. So, there it is. All right, what you got for me? Because you're on vacation. No, that was it. I wanted the preview for because I needed to talk about it. No, I, I, I think Purdue will be able to go into Chrysler, and they'll probably win that thing by, like, maybe four or five points. I mm-hmm. think Michigan, you know, they'll hit some shots. Um, you know, I think what helped Michigan State, the crowd helped – Chrysler crowd's just not loud. I'm, I'm not. They just don't go like they should. The Izone and the state crowd, when Tyson Walker hit a couple of those threes, loud. It 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 was probably some of the loudest I've ever heard the Izone get. I mean this this goes back to the days of Cassius. Oh, that shot against Michigan. That's the loudest I've probably ever heard it on TV. Not I wasn't there that game. I do I do have one question. That's the loudest. You... I think the loudest I ever heard. Was still when Nysel hit the three that beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, it was the last time Michigan State fans, the Izone, ever rushed the court. Oh, really? But they beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I think, was ranked one or two in the nation. And Nysel hit a shot and it 
bounced and bounced and bounced and finally fell in. Place went nuts. I think my loudest there was the game against Maryland where they wore those uh, neon green jerseys on senior night, I think it was, and Costello came and he picked up his, like that place was loud. But I need you to do me a favor. This is my question to you. Talk to whoever's in charge of the is zone. Maybe rethink going at Fletcher Warrior. <laughs> like that St. Foster's better. I hate to say it, but that might have fueled the young man. It did. He said he heard it. He said he heard it, and he was out to prove them wrong. He was five for five for free throws. Kids good, man. He's I, scary I mean, good. I, I, I thought maybe I would have done the same thing. Try to get under nothing. I mean, trust, he was a lot better than Dallas Cowboy kicker. Yes, the kid he is. was money. Dude, and to be a true freshman to go into that environment where you know very well what you're about to get. But I also think it was a lot of hate for how they treated his brother. True. So I knew he was going to be emotional. I'm like, either he's going to have the greatest game or he's going to fall apart. Drop 17. When he started started hitting his shots, I'm like, he's going to have a great game in here. Because, yeah, he is. Because that fan base treated his brother like crap. Oh, I agree. And there's a reason why he's at Purdue and pretty much told Tom Izzo, no, don't even don't waste your time recruiting me. I ain't doing that. There's no way in hell I'm coming to Michigan State. True story. I can I can actually appreciate that. Yeah. Like they told the family was like, sorry, Tom. No. No. We we're, love you. We're good. You. Yeah. We've done this once. No. We'll come when uh Fletcher comes in for that one game of year. Right. And other than that, yeah, we're gonna be all Purdued up and there it is. And also, by the way, for Foster, he found his home. He, he Yeah. Davidson. Yeah. Dude, he can next, he can play there. He's the next Steph Curry. He can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look for him as number eight draft pick in the first round. Right, the right. So, all right. Nothing else. Nope. That is it. All right. Well, enjoy your vacation. Thank you. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the Five Star Zone. Keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends. Keep liking. And we will see you. I'll be back next week. Evan won't. So I'll be back next week with some more Big Ten talk, and we'll probably get into that Purdue Michigan game on Thursday.